0: Good morning, just a couple announcements before we begin our worship. Uh, First, the youth group is having a soup sale, and there's been some announcements in that in the bulletin, Uh, but we have some order forms in the back if you're interested in uh, purchasing some of their soups. Also in the back, we have a sign-up for uh, the Christmas decorating that we'll do here at Zion. I believe it's going to be the first Saturday in uh, December, so that's also in the back, And also in the back, we are trying to put together some care packages for our college students, so if you're interested in bringing in some of those items, uh, there's also a sheet in the back where you can see some of the things that we'd like to have purchased and uh, the last item I'd like to mention is that uh, for our one twenty fifth, we had uh, new directories made uh, for the congregation, and those are also in the back. Uh, we've been trying to track who's received a directory or not. So I don't know if you've noticed, but in the back there's a, a list with all of your names. If uh, you've picked up a directory already, uh, could you please make sure you place a check mark next to your name? And if maybe you already did uh, pick up a directory, uh, please uh, go back there and if you can please check so we know who to mail them to and not. Our first reading for this celebration of All Saints Day is from the seventh chapter of Revelation. After this I looked and behold a great multitude that no one could number from every nation from all tribes and peoples and languages standing before the throne and before the Lamb clothed in white robes And honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these clothed in white robes, and from where have they come? I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the third chapter of 1 John. See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is. And everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Seeing the crowds, Jesus went up on the mountain. And when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying... who were before you. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus sat down on the grass, hundreds of people were sitting all around him, and there was a mix of people, young and old, men, women, children. They were all different, but they were also all very similar. Because they all wrestled with the same things, no matter who they were. Jesus said some of them were poor in spirit. That means they didn't think much of themselves in this life. They didn't feel like they mattered that much to anyone. They were poor in spirit. And Jesus said there were other people in that crowd who were hungering and thirsting for righteousness. These people were tired of sinning. They were so tired of every day feeling like they were failures to one another and failures to God. They were hungering and thirsting for sinning to stop. And Jesus said there were other people in the crowd who go through what everyone goes through in life. Death. Some of the people sitting around Jesus... We're mourning. They may have just buried their husband or wife. A mother may have just buried her child a few days before. They were mourning. There were a lot of people in that crowd. They were all very different. But in many ways they were all the same. Just like us. Jesus Christ is sitting down in front of us today. Just like those people 2,000 years ago, Jesus is physically here in his body and blood. And when Jesus looks at us, he sees the same people he spoke to on that hillside 2,000 years ago. Just like then, right now, Jesus sees people who are poor in spirit. Sometimes we may not think much of ourselves. Sometimes we might feel like we don't matter that much. porn spirit. And today some of us are hungering and thirsting for righteousness. Each and every one of us will have times when we are just tired of fighting our sinful nature. Living in an unbelieving evil world or world that finds devilish ways to sin can be exhausting and we can hunger and thirst for this to be over for this world to be different for us to be different 2000 years ago Jesus spoke to people who were mourning not much changes does it ever since adam and eve every single person will go through the same thing death it doesn't matter if you are 80 years old or if you are 8 days old, every single one of us can die. And the grim fact is, one day, every single one of us will die. Jesus sat down 2,000 years ago and brought people close to him who were poor in spirit, hungering for righteousness and mourning. And he's still doing that today. But when Jesus called the people together 2,000 years ago, it wasn't just so that they could have a gripe session together. They didn't just sit around and say, oh, look how miserable our lives are. Isn't this awful? No, Jesus called these people together for a reason. Jesus called them together to tell them something they had never heard before. Jesus said that those who are poor in spirit Are actually blessed right now. Because one day they will actually have heaven. Even though they may not think much of themselves right now. God the Father thinks the world of them. And has even prepared a room for them. In heaven itself. And to all those people. Hungering and thirsting for righteousness. Righteousness. Jesus knew all their failures, all their repeat sins. Jesus knew how tired they may have been in fighting. So Jesus said to them, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. A day is coming when their hungering and thirsting will be over. And for all those who were mourning, For people who were tired of waiting for everyone they loved to die and be taken from them. Jesus said something that almost seemed impossible. Jesus said those who mourn are blessed because they will be comforted. The people sitting on that hill with Jesus had never heard anything like this before. No person could ever deal with these things before Jesus came. No one had the power to comfort those who were poor in spirit. No one up until Jesus had a solution for how we can be holy in the eyes of God, even though we just keep sinning every single day. And up until Jesus, there was no solution for mourning. You just cried. There was no comfort in death. But here Jesus is saying they will be comforted. And they will be. Because on a hill not too far from where Jesus was sitting, the people would see Jesus once more. He would not sit down in grass, this time, he would sit upon a cross. As he is crucified on a cross, Jesus would no longer give lengthy speeches to teach the people. He would teach them with his actions. For those who are poor in spirit, Jesus would show how much they mattered by allowing himself to die in their place. It doesn't matter who you are. Jesus has died for you. It doesn't matter how great you think you are or how miserable and little and lowly you may feel. That doesn't matter, because Jesus died on a cross all for you. And for all those people hungering and thirsting for righteousness, for their sins to be taken away, for the struggle against sinning to stop, all they have to do now is look at Jesus. Because in him, a perfect sacrifice is being made on that cross. For the forgiveness of every single sin. And because of what Jesus is doing, all who follow him are now holy in the eyes of God the Father. And for all those who mourn, for all those who are crying, Jesus promised they would be comforted. might be hard to think how the death of Jesus could comfort anyone... It seems like it's just another death. But they will be comforted. Everyone will. Three days later. On Easter, Jesus did something no one had ever seen before. He rose from the dead. I mean, think about that. He came back from the dead after three days. And never to die again. And he proves that he has power even over death itself. Over death. That causes so much mourning. Two thousand years ago, Jesus gathered people on a hillside and spoke to all of them. And today, Jesus is still gathering people. He is gathering us together right here, and he's speaking to all of you. His message is the same as it was two thousand years ago. If you are poor in spirit, you may not think much of yourself. But in many ways, it doesn't matter how you may think of yourself. Because Jesus thinks the world of you. And because of that, one day soon, you really will have the kingdom of heaven itself. And for all of us who are hungering and thirsting for righteousness... You already have righteousness. Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, handed out to you in his body and blood in the supper, is your righteousness before God. Because of Christ, you are holy. 100% holy. Not because of anything we have done, but purely because of what Jesus has done for you. He is your righteousness now. And one day, even this entire world will be made righteous and holy. Just as God planned from the beginning. And then there's the morning. Death may be the hardest thing we ever go through in life. We were not created to die. Death is actually the most unnatural process in all of creation. And when we go through this, Jesus is the only one who gives us true comfort, isn't he? Jesus is the only one able to give lasting comfort for any of us. His resurrection from the dead is now your promise of a resurrection from the dead. You will rise from the dead, just like Jesus rose from the dead. Yes, we will go through death. But death will not keep a stranglehold over us. Not forever. One day, death itself will be destroyed. One day, death will be a distant memory. One day, we will never even think of death again. Because it will be gone. And it will be completely forgotten. These Are Jesus promises to you. And they are great promises. The promise that heaven is yours. The promise that one day. You will be fully satisfied. And the greatest promise. That one day you will be comforted. With a resurrection from the dead. And you will have an eternal life. With those who we love. Who have already departed in the faith. Each and every one of you. Matter so much to Jesus. You matter so much. That he did all of this. All for you. Amen. And now may the peace of our God. Which surpasses our understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.